Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Show my talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Hi. trainer. Hi. Uh, and we are firmly into our week. And uh, yes, we are. And uh, our week, you are catching us in progress, very much like we are catching the uh, trial of Paul Haggis in progress. Oh, yeah. I bet a lot of people don't even know that Paul Haggis is on trial, much less who Paul Haggis actually is, right? Right. Uh, which is why we're paying attention for you. And when I say we are paying attention for you, I mean Bradley Trainer has been keeping up on this trial. So, first of all, why don't we? Bum, bum, who is? Oh yeah, let's get I'm our oh, outside the courtroom. You are outside the courtroom. Uh, and let's tell people who Paul Haggis is. But I need my legal eagle music. I know Holly was on the phone. I didn't oh, want to. I didn't want to disturb her. Yes, um, I was on the phone. Bradley is outside that... the courtroom, and so oh! if we. Is that Leah Remini calling? Actor and famed Scientologist whistleblower Leah Remini testified in court Monday. Why? Well, because Paul Haggis is on trial. Who's Paul Haggis? Well, you may remember that Paul Haggis, director, uh, actor, Hollywood uh, individual in his own right, also a whistleblower on the Church of Scientology, he is on trial after being accused of rape by his uh, former publicist, Haley Breest. And in that lawsuit, she claims Paul Haggis raped her in 2013 at his Manhattan apartment. So he is on trial. But Monday, that is yesterday, Leah Remini, who we all know and love Mm -hmm. uh, because of her incredible book about her escape from the Church of Scientology. And her TV show, which was... And the TV show, yeah. I think yeah, a lot of people know her from the TV show. Awards. We uh, first, I think, were aware of her from, uh, you know, her autobiography about leaving the Church of mm-hmm. Scientology. Anyway, she was in the courtroom on Monday in New York Supreme Court in Manhattan saying that her friend, Paul Haggis, is the actual victim here. Now, I saw oh, wow. that story that she testified, and I've been paying attention to this trial in the sense that I knew it was happening, and I knew it was going to be interesting because Paul Haggis, loud, vocal critic, opponent of the Church of Scientology, you can go read that story on your own, and I knew that because of what we know about the Church of Scientology that people would speculate he was being attacked or accused of something, or there's a potential for that because... The Church of Scientology has been accused of creating distractions by sort of tearing down their critics' uh, reputations Absolutely. publicly 
you know, in court, etc. So when I heard that he was on trial, I then heard the criticism that, or not the criticism, the idea that perhaps this was something Scientology, you know, like you can just right. hear the conspiracy theory, right? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Scientology was behind that. Well, Okay, that's awkward because here you have a woman Mm -hmm. who is his former publicist who says that Paul Haggis raped her. And, um, well, we've been through a few of these recently. Yeah. You know, within the last 10 years, Mm -hmm. thanks to Me Too and Time's Up, etc. And I think the lesson from that experience has been to listen to victims, people who allege this kind of crime. Right. She is having her day in court let the system play out. Mm -hmm. So when I saw Leah Remini jump into the conversation, not just with an opinion, but to actually show up in a courtroom under oath, say that Paul Haggis was the victim was kind of shocking. Absolutely. And then you might perk up and go, okay, what does she know? Or what kind of evidence is she speaking on behalf of right like if she's gonna say uh if she's gonna say something Mm -hmm. counter to what the victim is saying she must have a reason or some sort of story that makes her understand things in a certain way i i i certainly hope that because i respect leah remini and i don't think she does anything lightly and i think she understands the power of words So um, as I read on about her testimony, it was clear that, um, well, she, you know, she claims that she has faced threats from the Church of Scientology for leaving and speaking out. She said, quote, you'd have to retain lawyers and that costs a lot of money. And the purpose of this meaning if if you speak out against the church, they're going to come after you and then you're going to have to retain lawyers, which costs a lot of money. And the purpose of this is this is what she's saying. Mm -hmm. court. The purpose of this is to have you financially ruined. So the last thing you'd want to do is get into a battle with Scientology. The purpose of Scientology lawsuits is just to destroy your life. She then says in her testimony Mm -hmm. that um, Ms. Breest and several other women because, oh, but wait, there's more. More than one woman has accused Paul Haggis of sexual misconduct. She claims in a court of law under oath that those women are connected to the Church of Scientology. Okay, how? That's that's a great question. And you would think, you'd hope that somebody in this courtroom would ask that question. Yeah. Well, on cross-examination, she admitted she didn't actually know if that was true. So, uh, I feel very yikes about that. Haggis's attorney says in this case, Haley Brees claims Mr. Haggis forced himself on her sexually. Now, I want you, having been through all of the last years, years, just listen to this scenario. Mm hmm. Take it out of the context of what you, what I've already told you. Okay. We like Leah Remini, we respect her. Just take it out take of it that. Out. This is back and forth between. Mr. Haggis, that's Paul Haggis's attorney and Leah Remini. In this case, Haley Breest, that's the victim, claims Mr. Haggis forced himself on her sexually. Is that consistent with your knowledge of Mr. Haggis? Leah says, not at all. Uh, when a lawyer from his Breest asked Remini if she had any personal knowledge of what happened to Haley Breest there that night, her response was, no, just what Paul told me. So... Based on everything we've learned in the age of Me Too, 
I just find it very hard to believe that a woman, well, anyone, but especially a woman, would show up in court with no evidence and make a claim that's been used time and time again by oh. people in similar situations. And you and we've heard these statements before from other people accused of sexual assault by their friends and loved ones who don't believe the accusations. Mm-hmm. I never saw him do that. He never did that to me. Like, that's not a winning argument. Yeah, and Ooh, I'm not, I don't so know. awkward. I don't know if you know this about me, but I am not a lawyer. I'm You're not? Not, and I'm not even close to, I've met lawyers, I know lawyers, some of my best friends are lawyers, but I'm not a lawyer. And I don't understand, to me, it feels like it would be incumbent upon Paul Haggis's attorneys to decide whether or not that was going to be a useful tool to use on the stand. Meaning Leah Remini yeah. Yeah. would be useful in this right? In this case. Yeah. And again, n- me, not lawyer. Yeah. I might think maybe not because you know, and l- like if she's there as a character witness, mm-hmm. then there's a conversation that can be had about what kind of a good person Paul Haggis is and how you know that he's good because of X, Y, and Z. Where it would, I think, deter from the argument would be the the pitfalls that or the what the places where she sort of stepped off the road and maybe said, "Oh, well, we know that they're connected to Scientology." Oh, I'd be like, "No, we don't. No, we're not going to say that. We don't know that." Yeah, and you can't prove it. You can't right. say that. I. I don't know. I guess I would just, if I were Paul Haggis's attorneys, I would be scrambling right now and well, thinking and this does not are, feel like is, a good idea. Which is why they, I think, had Leah Remini show up and say these things, because it would appear to me that if that's happening, that they probably don't have uh, much of a case. I will say that his legal team, as much as I can read it, and I've read two articles about it anyway, which doesn't amount to much. However, they seem to be leaning really hard on this idea that it's just all pro Scientology mm. or uh, pro Scientology, that this is all Scientology's, you know, doings behind the scenes. Um, and in fact, the victim in this case is lawyers is calling this all nonsense saying we've seen this 100 times. They have zero evidence of a connection to Scientology. They know it. We know it. They've wasted our time. That's what they said after her uh, Leah's testimony. So, again, I'm, I've not been in the courtroom the whole time and I don't know what other evidence they have. But I will say, you know, you can see and I'm sure there are people out there listening who are like, I wouldn't put it past Scientology to do something like this. Okay, great. That's a great conspiracy theory. Right. You know, we talk about conspiracy theory, theories in the world of pop culture all the time. And like you might treat it like, you know, that's an interesting potato chip snack that I want to enjoy, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to eat the whole bag. No, but I will and chew on that on potato that. chip for a while. Yeah. Like I'll enjoy the potato chip while mm-hmm. it lasts, fully knowing that it's junk food and I need to not eat it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, but this is a court of law yeah. where somebody's, you know, crime is <laughs> being advocated. Uh, on behalf, or you know, somebody is trying to right a wrong here, and somebody is on trial. Somebody's future is at stake, and I think you need more than like a conspiracy theory with a yeah. really respectable, thoughtful individual speaking on your behalf. Like that's great, but mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to need more 
Oh, yeah. You need to show your work. That said, who knows if it'll work? Because ultimately, this just boils down to not knowing if there's actual evidence. It doesn't appear, at least from my reading, that there is, that this is just a he said, she said. And so it might be enough, What is yeah. my point. Because in a he said, she said, all you have to do is create a certain amount of doubt. That said, if I were, I don't know, if I were on the uh, in the jury pool, mm-hmm. I think I'd be like, oh, that's not a good argument, you guys. Yeah, I didn't feel good about that. Maybe they're relying on people's inability to do what we did, which was like, forget everything you know about Leah Remini. Forget about the feelings that you have about Mm -hmm. her and what she has done. Right. Like maybe they're relying. They're not relying on the ability on the on the part of the jury to do that. Yeah. In that I, it, but it just, oof, that is. It was really unfortunate because, yeah. uh, you know, I res- like, like again, I respect her and I think that she has done a great service by advocating for people who've been victims of, you know, people within the Church of Scientology. And um, I hope, because that's a lot to stake your reputation on, right? Like, oh, yeah. If you find out to be, I'm like, oof. And she doesn't seem like the kind of person that would suffer fools gladly. Like, if she, she must really believe Paul Haggis, but that's that's a huge, you know, people are capable of doing things yeah. uh, that you can't imagine they would do. And, you know, I, I think it is a very noble quality of a person to be very loyal. And I get that vibe from Leah Remini that she has extreme loyalty for people who she cares about. Yeah. And she also has a real axe to grind with Scientology, which is fully warranted. But those two things are not necessarily always uh, reliable. Yeah. And so I agree with you. It's very unfortunate and um, still fascinating. And yeah. I'm curious to see how this all plays out because, again, it's it's a roller coaster. Oof. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on this roller coaster, we're going to get all the dirt straight from Hollywood. Holly's going to bring it to us with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Holly Roberts is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. What's up, Holly? Oh, we got to talk about People Magazine's sexiest man alive. So I'm game. Sexy. Yes. I'm game. Chris, hot in here. Chris Evans. Former, is sexy. Former Mr. Captain America himself is this year's sexiest man alive. Has he never been Mr. Sexy? I don't think he has ever been Mr. I sexy. I find that shocking because I think we've all agreed for quite a while that he is sexy. Yes. Uh, last year it was Paul Rudd who was sexiest man alive. Also sexy. Uh, also sexy. Now, I don't remember sexy men of yore other than like, I remember Nick Nolte. Channing Nol- Tatum. Nick Nolte. I remember Nick oh, Nolte was sexy. I remember Nick <laughs> Nolte. I mean, Nick I love that that's the one you plucked out. I know, but I just, that sticks out to me. He oh, must funny. have been doing the Prince of Tides or well, something. Well, see, that's the yeah. thing. I think one of the reasons why uh, maybe Chris Evans never has landed the cover of Sexiest Man Alive might just be because <laughs> it didn't line up with a project he was trying to push at any given time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the funny thing, too, because he doesn't have projects that are coming out in the near future. I mean, he has a movie next year with Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, he was in a movie, The Gray Man, this summer over on Netflix that nobody really seemed to watch. I also just want to acknowledge that 
Of all the sexiest men alive, you went to 1992's Nick Nolte. Yeah. Yeah, so many choices. Well, it was his, 1992, right? The Prince of Tides. Yeah, Prince of Tides and Cape Fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but my Nick point Nolte. is that that's the one you remember. Yes. Not that you were right, because awesome. Great memory recall. Yeah. But that that's the one you like. I was like Channing Tatum. I have. Yeah. I remember that one. I'm thinking about she's like Nick Nolte. Yeah, like Brad Pitt was many years. I feel like. Yeah, and George Clooney Twice, a few. Yeah, actually. Holly goes straight to Nick Nolte. George Clooney '97, Matthew McConaughey '2005, Ben Affleck '2002, Johnny Depp. All of the usual suspects. Right. Mm-hmm. What I'm just saying is time passes. <laughs> what I want is like I want the the sexiest man alive that you're not expecting like next year i'm gonna lobby for steve buscemi yeah because like, he's not gonna get i mean he he's a fighter i, mean, I think that that uh superlatives are kind of silly in this regard like trying to pick at sexiest anything is just really subjective and i understand that that's the point but Steve Buscemi, really? I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I just, just surprise us, people. Do you know who the first one was? Ooh, Ever? I didn't until Ooh. I found this. Okay, article. you give hold us on, a hold year. On, hold on. Hold yeah, on. the year was 1985. Oh, 1985. It was either, was it like Mark Harmon or Mel Gibson? Oh, I like the Mark mm-hmm. Harmon. Oh my God, you angle. do have a steel trap of a mind ah, because ah. not only did you get the first one, you also got the second one. So the first one. Uh, Mel Gibson, 1985. Saint Elsewhere's Mark Harmon uh, was not the second one. Sorry, or no? He, uh, it says he became the magazine's second choice. I don't know if that means he was 1986 or that they were like they were like runner wow. up. Yeah, if if. For some reason, Mel Gibson is not able to carry out his duties as sexiest man alive. Then we'll give the title to Mark Hartman. Telling you, looking back at those sexiest men alive, mm-hmm. it, it tells a story. It sure does. It sure does. Now, the story that Chris Evans is telling us as he's posing for sexiest man alive this year is he said that getting older, things are clicking and sore and it's hard to wake up. I mean, listen, Hot. that is I relatable. Yeah. <laughs> We get it, Chris Evans. Uh huh. We get it. Yeah. We he, get it. He's 41 years old. Jennifer Lopez is talking about her real love with husband Ben. Of Affleck. course she is. Is this in that, like, is this in, like, Variety, Variety think, article yeah. where she's spinning a tale about who they were when they dated last time and what it means that she's taking his last name? And, yeah. Well, this oh. is for Vogue. Vogue. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yes. it was a v. v. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, she's on the cover of the November issue of Vogue magazine. And yes, she's spinning a yarn about how it was meant to be and how she's rekindling their love. And that, yes, she is Mrs. Ben Affleck. And that is a sign of commitment to her on her part. Okay. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah, good. She also, yeah, talking about <laughs> taking his last name. It's just, it's all very, it's all very good. You know, I'm mm-hmm. happy for them. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for them. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez is sharing with us that Ben Affleck emailed her after he split with Ana de Armas to let her know he had raved about her in an interview. So Ben Affleck was the one 
that told Jennifer Lopez uh-huh. that he was bragging about her unsolicited well, to the you press. Know, that's interesting because that is part of the narrative, right? Because that is what got people talking again was that little blurb for her 50th birthday where he was basically like, she's the queen of everything. She's so wonderful, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I appreciate, and I don't know what actually happened. He very well may have emailed her. I appreciate that she's giving us context to this timeline that we already mm-hmm. were aware of. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Jennifer Tying Lopez. Tying it all together. Well, the photos in Vogue are spectacular. Oh, my gosh. Sure. She oh. looks amazing, which is not a surprise at all, but oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know what? This fuels her celebrity. It sure I mean, does. Yeah, it's very, of love. it's on par. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you can, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah. Yep, and that happened. That All right. Happened. Holly, thank you for that. Nick Nolte once was considered sexy. Yeah, I mean, take that away. I mean, that is your takeaway for this, uh, this dirt alert. When we come back, we're going to solve some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind Blinded items on my talk 1071. We are here to solve some pop culture mysteries on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, and we uh, solve those mysteries in the form of blind items. Holly brings them to us. We attempt to, to solve them in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Ooh, hot celebrity gossip hot. mysteries to solve, like this one. This past weekend, the A-literate reality star had a 30-minute phone call with the celebrity trainer about her ex. Kim Kardashian. And... Oh, Harley Pastrana. That's his name. Yes. So, apparently there was conversation this past weekend between Kim Kardashian and celebrity trainer Harley Pasternak. Interesting. Mm-hmm. If you believe the rumor is not surprising because he apparently had a hand in uh, dealing with Kanye previously. Yes. I'm cur- I just have timeline questions like before or after the text that went to Kanye that Kanye then made public. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? That's like a good was question. she behind the text or was she after yeah. that happened? That is a very good question. Uh Mm -hmm. That we shan't have answered. No, no. No, No, but you would imagine that there are people behind the scenes. Like I said, I was listening to an interview with um, John Legend earlier this week. And he was like, I don't have any connection with Kanye any longer. But I know that people behind the scenes are working hard to be helpful. So, not surprised. Yeah. Oof. Next. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. The new narrative is that the dad of the permanent A-list singer is somehow a victim in all of this. Mm. Jamie Spears. Jamie's the victim? Yeah. How do we figure that exactly? There are details. First, the blank filling in. So the new narrative is that Jamie Spears, father of Britney Spears, is somehow a victim in all of this. Got an email this morning about the lead story in the latest issue of New York Magazine, which delves into the multi-generational history of the Spears family. You're absolutely correct. I saw this headline yesterday. Yes. Uh, Why did Jamie... Vulture? Yes. Why did Jamie Spears push Britney into a conservatorship? 
And I looked at it and was like, okay, this is a long read. So did not get a chance to read, but I imagine there is some uh, juicy gossip in there. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I read the shorthand of it, and essentially it goes back into Jamie Spears' life and his parents' life yeah. mm-hmm. and how there's a lot of mm, there is a lot of drama, a lot of tragedy. Mm-hmm. And perhaps some of that led Jamie Spears to make decisions about his daughter that Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now cycle I cycle of trauma continues. Yes. Yeah. That is what the thesis, I believe, of that article is all Interesting. about. Interesting. Oh, okay. Wait yeah. a minute. What? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just doing the math. So that is New York Magazine. Vulture. Yes. All right. Okay. One plus one is two. Thank you. Math! Uh, Let's solve some more celebrity gossip equations. Yes. Uh, This following one is brief. This illiterate actress says she nearly doubled the size of her breasts as a present to her new husband. Oh, Wait, did you say a literate actress? Mm-hmm. Yes. As a uh, gift booby to her husband. Bob Burtz. What? Booby Bob Burtz? Uh, <laughs> that's not an actual actress. No. Is she newly married? Uh, yes, I think within the past year. Now, I'm going to try to find a recent picture of this person to see uh, if, if we can do the bath. Got some uh, new She doubled her stuff. D's? Well, you know what? I can't tell by the outfit that she's wearing to do press, but I could see the argument being the case. I could see that. Okay. Newly, newly married. Is her husband also an actor? Incorrect. No. Is he famous for things? No, he's only famous because he's married to this this person. person. Got Got it. it. Okay. Uh, What decade of life are we considering here? Um, this person's in their 30s. Now, I am looking at a magazine cover, and I have to say that that's probably accurate now. Interesting. I can see the cleavage. Mm-hmm. TV actress or, or movie actress? Movie. Okay. Uh, She's on the comeback trail. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Okay, yes. Well, now I'm looking at her cover of Cosmopolitan Magazine, and, uh... The argument can be made that, mm. you know, hey, Lindsay Lohan maybe got a, uh, a little, uh, a little boob job. lift and some yeah. extra stuff. Exactly. As a as a, a memento to her new husband. Of her on the set of Good Morning America. If you look at her Instagram account and you find the cover of Cosmo magazine that she's on. That's okay. where you, you can really see it shine. You, yes. Okay. <laughs> she looks great. I mean, she is a beautiful, beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she has had a storied career. Yes, filled with plenty mm-hmm. of stories. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't looked at the oh, pictures. Oh, that's yet. very I'm busty. There. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I can see that. But that could also be shading oh, and hi. makeup. But sure, that does look very bustalicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Got another one there. Boobs. Let's move on to this next celebrity gossip mystery has nothing to do with boobs. Okay. Uh, NT Lawyer says, I don't know if he still has them or not, but a story. Not boobs. Not, yeah. But a story about people licking psychedelic toads reminds me that this foreign-born A-list comic actor had several of them and would shame his guests into licking them or they would never be invited back. Russell Brand? 
Oh, that's a good one. Not in the comment section, though. Oh. People are citing another individual. Okay. Twice. Uh, a foreign born comedian. Yes. James Corden? <laughs> oh, God. Um, he wishes he was so fun. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Not uh, how, Ricky. Oh, what, what were you going to say? Ricky Gervais. That wouldn't check out, though. I don't feel uh, like no. he would be making people look like toes. No, this person, I think they live in the United States, but they are not, in fact, born of this country. Ah, ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that means that they're not from here. What about Yakov <laughs> Smirnov? Anybody in, check on that? In Russia, toads lick you. <laughs> <laughs> is it like, a, is this person Canadian know. or something? Yes, they're Canadian. Okay. Oh. Uh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do they, do are they, they still do, with us? Yeah. Mm. They are, haven't gone to lick the great toad in the sky. No. <laughs> are they? Um, are they, they're stand-up comedy? At one point they were, but they haven't been for decades. Like okay. decades. Like I think the 80s was the last time this person did oh, any stand-up comedy. Oh, so Yakov comedy. Smirnoff wasn't far right? behind. No. Uh, this uh, person's career was uh, more successful than good old Yakov. I would say, what's his name? He was big in the 90s. Huge oh. in the 90s. Mike Myers. Huge in the 90s. Big movie star. One of the highest paid movie stars of that decade. Oh, my God. Oh, my One gosh. The biggest movie. You're, it's not what? like, because I feel like this is a secret Canadian. Is it a secret Canadian? Like I don't. We forget that they're Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> I don't think that they've ever mm, disavowed their Canadian origins. This is so weird. Biggest movie star of the 90s. One of the biggest comedy stars of the 90s. Is it Jim Carrey? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I had wow. to Google whether he was Canadian or not. I didn't know not. he was Canadian. Because the only thing I was, I kept seeing Fire Marshal Bill. And no. I was like, he would lick a toad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Probably Fire Marshal Bill? In, probably got how he got into that mess. <laughs> you got to lick that toad? <laughs> oh my gosh. Holly, I feel uh. like you... I feel like you could do some really good Jim Carrey impressions of Jim Carrey impressions. We'll work on that later, but for now, let's fill in the blank. So there is a story about people licking psychedelic toads. Let me tell you that the National Park Service is telling people in the Sonoran Desert Mm -hmm. to leave the toads alone. Mm -hmm. Stop licking them. Mm -hmm. I was like, who are these people? Yeah. So it reminds me to be told. Well, I mean. Yeah. The world Welcome. Yeah. To Earth. Uh, but uh, NT Lawyer was reminded of a story about Jim Carrey who had several psychedelic toads and would shame his guests into licking them or they would never be invited back to his place. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I would not. I'd be fine with that. I'd be like, I don't think I need to come back. I will not be licking your toad. Thank you. No. I shan't I be sh- licking your toad. I be doing that. Come on, no. lick the toad. Lick it. Oh, my gosh. Or you're never coming back. Well, and that's just rude. Don't be a pusher code pusher no don't be a pusher uh all right do you got one more yeah okay blinded by the item um let's see let's see here we go should you buy a supplement from a reality star who doesn't take them and also had their doctor warn against taking them oh god don't do that Mm -hmm. somebody's telling us to take supplements yeah. Is this the same as the one that we talked about the other day? No. Okay. 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 A reality star. Oh, a reality star. Is it a Kardashian? No, oh, yeah. I don't know who's 
shilling for. I feel like it's is it Courtney? Uh, yeah, she's definitely yeah. definitely so just she wants you to supplement. You know, keep an eye out on those reality store. Uh, star Courtney store. Go to the reality store. Yeah, well, they wish. I mean, basically, and that's what it is. Aren't reality stars the new as seen on TV? A yeah. thousand percent. Uh huh. I mean, because so, they literally are seen on TV. Yeah. What do you know? Mm-hmm. So, NT lawyer is saying, buyer beware, watch out. Courtney Kardashian might mm, be pushing her, something yeah. that's not good for you. Yeah. Uh, Bradley, are you looking at her Instagram to see what? Supplements not she's pushing Instagram, but I I did Google Courtney uh, Kardashian supplements, and I got created by Courtney Kardashian. Lemmy changed the wellness. Some, there's a brand called Lemmy, L E M M E. They're just vitamin gummies. Yeah, it looks like they got a matcha energy B12 gummy. Lemmy fall in love elixir. Oh, uh, some other gummies. So and you're things. you're gonna have some fancy pee. Yeah, <laughs> mm, expert that's... formulated. Oh, that sounds really nice. Oh she says God. after years of searching for the perfect supplement, I said, "Let me do it myself." You know what? I'm not gonna uh-uh. come to you for my <laughs> no. supplements. Thank you. No. Not, not good, but I work so hard on yeah. all of that, and I love to eat them for dessert. She These are things that she has said. Let because... me debloat. Uh-uh. Oh, what? what? Sounds like an '80s band. Let me debloat. Debloat. Oh. <laughs> like let me debloat. Because I'm blown. Doesn't Travis Barker have supplements too? I think so. Because they all they have like, supplements. They like to drink matcha every morning. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I wrote an article about Kourtney Kardashian recently and I had to learn way too much. Mm-hmm. And now you know too much. Now Let I know chill. sexy Nick Nolte and Kourtney Kardashian. <laughs> Bye. Let Welcome to Holly's mind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no. There's something called Oh My Gosh Waganda. Stop. Is that. One I'm the, sure it's like a sex thing because isn't uh, ashwagandha? Isn't that like one of the? It's not for horniness. That's not a horny pill. What no. is that for, House? Um, stuff. Okay. <laughs> Good. Don't buy my supplements. No, don't. See, thank don't. you, Holly. Just don't. Thank well, you. it improves sexual function in women. That's all I'm gonna say, according to the Google Meister. I can't. I I don't have time for this. Oh my gosh, Waganda! Okay. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, thank you, Holly, for those blind items. Uh, We have full confirmation that a publationship is back. Mm. Yes. I'm going to tell you what publationship is officially back, how we know they're officially back, how it's paying dividends, and how it turns out a blind item we read yesterday might not actually be the case when we come back after this it's a lot to cover on my talk 1071 thank you holly this is the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 colleen lindstrom bradley trainer hi and uh if you google the word publationship uh well let's be real what's going to come up the colleen and bradley show hi because we're fabulous and we invented the whole entire word (laughs) for a concept that we did not invent however that's the word we use to shortcut when we're talking about a relationship for the purposes of publicity. Yeah. And then we like to add a little spice to it. We give them cute names. Well, there's a publicationship that we used to talk about that broke up. And there, then there was rumors that they were back together. 
And now we have alleged confirmation that they're back oh, together. Oh, alleged confirmation. Now, yes, you caught on to the word I threw in there. Yeah. Alleged. Sounded, seemed very specifically unspecific. Well, because that publationship is one that we called cake. What's cake? Bradley Cooper, Arena Shake. And I said we have alleged confirmation because this is how the Daily Mail is reporting it. Picture exclusive. Back on. Bradley Cooper, 47, and Arena Shake, 36, confirm they've rekindled their romance as oh, they pack on the PDA what? during an NYC stroll. That's not a confirmation. As you scroll through, you will see it is a pictorial, which I, okay, now I'm going to like undo, I'm going to walk back a little bit here. Okay, walk back. Because in the article, there's no word, like neither of their camp is saying, yeah, they're totally back together. It's super sexy and hot all as well. However, do the math with me, okay? Okay. This is very much a publicity walk, a PR walk. Oh, sure. This is a pop walk. Oh, yeah. And and like they've done this before when they were together, and he's done it since when they were apart and actually before Arena Shake. But yeah, exactly. And so they share a child together, by the way. Yep. And the and the story as it went was that you know they'd gone on a family vacation together, they were seen at an event together, they've been having conversations because Arena Shake wants their daughter to have a sibling, and you know she likes Bradley Cooper and things are fine. You know that kind of storyline has been spun. But but sure. go with me on this. It, if indeed this is, as I think it is, a paparazzi walk, yeah. then that means that somebody from one of their camp basically tacitly said, like, confirmed, like, they're going to be out and about together, get the pictures. Yeah. So in that way, it's, it is a confirmation to the Daily Mail. Well, I would say, yeah, I would say it's a confirmation that they want to be seen in public. Right. Right. But, you know, in Daily Mail headline speak, it's a confirmation that this thing is yeah, back also on. Also, not a confirmation because all it says is picture exclusive. Like, it's it's the it's the word gymnastics that they always do. Right. And, wh- and for the listener, like, what this probably means is that we've heard through the blind items that they uh, are having a second child together, perhaps. And it would make sense that if that's the case, right? Right. Or that that's the conversation that they're having, that yeah. they want to have a second yeah. child. Yeah. So that, so that if that's the case, then they need to be seen in public because it'd be kind of random. I mean, look, for normal people, nobody cares about this. 